I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. Greetings from Bratislava, Magdeburg and Zurich. Uh, I'm David. And I'm Mark. And you're listening to the Check Your Facts podcast. A podcast by journalists, for journalists, about journalism and everything else around it. So hi, David. How are you doing? Hey, I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty fine. Worked again a whole week, early shift, but I was really looking forward to doing this episode. So I'm happy to be here again. Actually, before we start, we should uh, say that we have an announcement from Henrik Stahl, one of the uh, co-founders and uh, co-hosts of this podcast, who has taken a leave after uh, the, the few episodes and he wasn't sure if he will be coming back. And uh, last, was it last night or was it on uh, Tuesday? I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. So he, yes. he wrote us this and told us to tell everyone listening and to this podcast. So I'm, I'm just going to read it. It speaks for itself. Uh, so these are Henrik's words. I'm very proud of the work I've done and the 10 episodes me and David did before I ultimately decided to step aside from the project. I sincerely hope that David and Mark can continue to build on what we started back in January. And I'm certain that Mark will do a splendid job as co-host. He's already did, um, he has already done it uh, in the four episodes published since I left. And don't forget to always check your facts. Cheers, Henrik. So, yeah. um, yes, a little bit of sad news, but good news is we are still up and running. And Henrik is definitely listening to us. So... Should we introduce our guest this week? I, th I think it's the best. Yeah, it's the best because after that news, <laughs> we, we don't have to talk around. We, we are looking forward to do what we're doing. And today it's a very interesting guest from Switzerland. Our first Swiss guest, right? Yes, definitely. First Swiss guest. And uh, we had actually a more technical issue, but still in the realm of journalism and media. So I would like to welcome uh, Javier Vasquez Rodriguez uh, from Zurich. Uh, hello, Javier. Hi, everybody. Thanks for inviting me to the podcast. Yeah, welcome. And uh, so, <laughs> before 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 you tell us, like, um, uh, what are you doing at the moment and how you ca came to journalism? <laughs> could you explain your name and how it's like? Why why Switzerland? <laughs> That's the... Why Switzerland? Like, so, uh, um, yeah, you you wouldn't normally. I, I mean, Javier is, isn't uh, like a classic Swiss name, right? It is no, it is not the classic Swiss name. It's actually a Spanish name, and uh, my parents uh, came to Switzerland in the sixties, and I'm born and raised in Switzerland. Um, but uh, that's how I got my name. So Javier Vasquez Rodriguez which, yes, is not a typical Swiss name. Do you go often to Spain? Yeah, I mean, I go, um, I still have uh, lots of family there. Um, I go visit them once or twice a year. And, uh, but I, I would say but my main, um, my, my life turns around more around Switzerland than around Spain. I see and understand. And so could you tell us how did you get to journalism and what you are doing and I mean, I have to disappoint you guys, uh, as you have a podcast for journalists, 
um, about journalists. I'm not a journalist. Um, I'm actually a, a software engineer, so I studied um, software engineering. But I came to product management um, about eight years ago. And since then, I've been working at um, different um, publishing houses here in Switzerland. And uh, three years ago, I started working at Artset Median, which is a, a, a regional publisher um, in the northwestern part of Switzerland and about the number four um, publisher in regards to size um, in, in Switzerland. And I work here as a product manager for um, our digital news products, which are our eight um, news websites we have throughout northwestern Switzerland. And there I work at the intersection of um, the newsroom, um, the development team, and our marketing team, and try to bring our products forward. And you say... And also try to bring in... Oh, sorry. And also try to bring in the, the view, the user view into the whole uh, thing. You say you're the fourth biggest publisher in Switzerland. How how, uh, how many monthly active users does it, uh, does it mean or uh, visitors to your website? Yeah, we currently have um, 800,000 uh, monthly unique users on our uh, eight websites. Wow, it's not bad. Okay, so you said um, you're doing project management. So uh, do, do you know why uh, I called you? Uh, or product management? Sorry, I missed Yeah, for product management, which, um, I mean, there, there are projects involved, but mainly it's really about um, managing products, yes. Could you explain to uh, someone who's, who does not know what, what's, what does it mean? Sure, so I have um, stakeholders that are journalists or developers or marketing people. Um, they all have requirements. Um, luckily, you can't always do everything. So um, I prioritize the requirements and um, uh, develop the, our product um, with the budget I got and the requirements that come in while not forgetting the user focus because in the end, um, users are who um, uses our readers and users are the ones who bring the money in, in form of advertising in case of our pages. Okay, and you very nicely uh, ended with ad advertising and that's actually something we want to talk to you about today mm -hmm. because uh, in the Slack community a while back uh, you have written about your experiences with ad blocking and you actually have, have been behind the campaign uh, which you launched on your websites as um, and you I guess you wanted to uh, tell people that you live by advertising so that they uh, turn off their ad blocks could you tell us more about that mm -hmm. yeah we have done a few um, uh, experiments in the last uh, what is it like 10 months um, regarding ad blockers so we did see that um, the, the number of ad blockers um, or ad block using users um, were, was increasing. Um, so we had a few questions. The first question was, how many users actually use ad blockers on our page? So back in July 2016, um, we, we did a test and um, realized that about 7% of our page views or of the page views that are created on our page 
um, are created with an ad blocker. So on 7% of our page views, there is no advertising um, or we can't monetize these 7% of our page views. Um, based on that, we, we, we thought, okay, um, how can we uh, um, how can we bring those users to to whitelist um, our domain so that we can still monetize on them? And for that, we did an A/B test with um, 100,000 users, also back in July. And the two variants where we had kind of a we we named it soft and hard ad block check. So in the soft um, ad blocker check. We encouraged ad blocker users to whitelist our website as they um, tried to read an article, but we didn't enforce it. So if they chose not to whitelist um, our site, they could still click on a button and read the article. And um, the hard ad blocker check or the variant B of our test was um, that we actually forced ad blocker users to whitelist um, us to be able to read an article. So as expected, the hard ad blocker variant was more successful as it reduced um, the number of uh, page views from 7 to 4%. And um, the soft ad block uh, test reduced it from 7 to 5%. Nonetheless, in the end, we settled uh, for the soft ad blocker check because we didn't want to um, uh, annoy our our users so much because we still believe that using an ad blocker is is somehow an, a requirement that the user tells us uh, he has. And as we didn't have um, an alternative to give him, um, uh, we decided to settle with the soft uh, variant. Uh, interesting thing. Do you do you know what are the numbers for Switzerland, like in in general? Because seven percent on your website sounds actually yeah. pretty small. So um, yes, the, the numbers we hear in Switzerland is more about twenty percent. That said, um, it's also very difficult to actually compare the numbers. So. Um, um, and I can, I can tell you a bit how we measure um, ad blocking traffic. So as the ad script loads um, in the client side, so you just tell, you guys just tell me if I'm getting too technical. <laughs> um, so um, client side means on the browser, um, as the page loads, the ad script loads as well. And um, if it's, as it loads, it writes a, a Google Analytics um, variable. And if the ad script gets blocked, then no um, Google Analytics variable is written. And this is actually how we um, differentiate or how we uh, recognize ad blocking from non-ad blocking traffic. But that also means that if um, you block JavaScript altogether, um, this will also be blocked. So um, actually, if, if we can't load our ad script, which we um, we take a guess and say, okay, you're somehow blocking our our um, our ads from loading, but you don't know exactly if you have a, a, an ad blocker installed or if your antivirus uh, software is blocking our ads or whatever. But we actually still see um, that a certain page view has been made with uh, with the ad blocker script being blocked. So we can count page views or percentage of page views 
but I can't tell you an exact number of users that are actually blocking the ads. I see. Uh, Mark, do you know how many ad blockers there are in Germany? Do you have the number? Like the, the, the average? No. I know, I mean? just googled it. It's it says <laughs> you know it. It's yeah. It says uh, it's around seventeen percent. Seventeen percent. Seventeen percent of like I guess pages are mm, seen by uh, people on desktop with ad blockers, and actually that's the oh. same number in in Slovakia. And uh, when we measured it on our website, it was actually higher. It was nineteen uh, to twenty percent, uh, which is like pretty high if i compare I it to seven percent yes you have also to keep in mind that we are uh, um i mean the usp of our of our website are regional and local news so it's not a national news portal and i think that makes a difference um so um the uh, our readers are probably more between um yeah i would say third between 30 and and 40, 45, it's, it's the main um, number of our readers. So I would take a wild guess and say the younger the readers are, the higher the number of, of ad blockers you will see. But that's just a wild yeah. guess from my side. No, I think that as well. That definitely. I mean, I, I go to a lot of digital conferences and I know David is, is doing that as well. And I know that it's always an issue on these digital conferences because everyone is um, struggling with, with ads, with making money, with, with journalism and so on. But I also think that, um, and we had this in our last podcast, when we think about people like who are not living in, in cities, they are actually happy to use the internet but i don't know if they like technically know how to install an ad blocker what their browser is actually making when they're surfing on a website um so i i, I think 20 percent is high but i i think it's mm. definitely not the end of of that tree yeah also you have to keep in mind as i said before i mean everybody compares numbers but you actually don't know how they measure this number so um I just read Mary Meeker's Internet Trends that uh, came out last week. Yes. Um, she actually um, quotes PageFair um, uh, in regards of, of the number of, of ad blockers uh, used. So PageFair is a company that uh, sells anti-ad blocking software. I'm not sure if this is the most neutral source um, for, for the uh, total number of ad blockers out there. So um, when discussing these numbers, uh, I think it would be very important to actually also see um, how do they measure the ad blockers used on their website. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. and as you said, like a, a technical um, difference, or well, it doesn't make any difference if I'm, um, I myself, for example, I block Flash, JavaScript, and have a plugin installed called Disconnect. So just, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just... I just can't be tracked that much. I know I can be tracked, but it would still count as an ad blocker. But I think disconnect is kind of an ad blocker, isn't it? Mm. So, David, how about you? Do you do you block ads? I know I know of journalist um, colleagues who say I'm a journalist. I don't block ads because I know that we need to get money from our contents. Actually, funny you? thing, I was not blocking ads. I was quite against it because, like, I'm part of the let's say the problem 
<laughs> if it if 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 we say uh, online ads are kind of a problem, so I, I I was like I'm working for a publisher. We have like eighty or ninety percent of our revenue from advertising or like yeah you know, mainly online advertising. But then one of my tasks, um, uh, which I got in the beginning of this year, was uh, I had to care like for how to lower the number of ad blockers so that's why i had to install an ad blocker and <laughs> like <laughs> kind of you know understand all the things i, I obviously knew uh, everything about ad blocking like a normal user does but i had to like do more so i'm I'm browsing the web with ad block now because i'm trying to see what other publishers are doing against ad blockers ah Ah, I see. I never had to actually, I never had to, sorry, Javier, what do you want to say? I just want to say, so if you open one of our news pages, um, you will see how our current soft ad blocker check looks like. So what's, what's, to, what's for example, the website? Yeah, the one URL will be Argauer Zeitung, but I probably have to write you that in the chat window. Torgauer <laughs> Zeitung, okay, I got it this one and you will see the page but if you try to open an article you will stumble on our ad block soft ad block check who ah. will tell you to please be nice and disable the ad blocker and are you showing this to 100 of ad blockers no yeah this is currently shown to um everyone uh, actually accessing our page with an ad blocker And the results since July were, so in July we had 6.5, um, or yeah, 7% round of, of ad blocker um, page views. In October it went down to 5.8. In January we had 4% ad blocker traffic, and in March we had 4.6. And now we see it's always somewhere between 4 and 5. That's where we uh, we're currently kind of stuck with this uh, soft ad blocker track that you currently see. Oh, that sounds nice. That's a nice number. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's also which, but, but we still um, then decided to uh, another test, which we did now in May, um, with the question, can we um, give the users a real alternative for ad blocking? So now we're actually ask, just asking you to be nice and, and, and whitelist us. But um, as I said, for, from my point of view, ad blocking is also a user requirement so some people just don't want to see ads and i think we we kind of have to deal with this so um the experiment we did now in may um had two options um uh, first it was a hard ad blocker check and then you had the option of either whitelist us to read the article or buy an ad free subscription uh to read uh, our article Because as we don't earn any money with people um, blocking our ads, we thought, okay, maybe those people would like to actually pay us something uh, to be able to access um, the, uh, uh, our content uh, in, in an ad-free way. And we, we did test this for a week. And um, one interesting problem that came up before I go to the actual results was our print subscribers. So print subscribers somehow got angry um, that we told them to either turn off their ad blocker or pay some money. 
And yeah, I think they're right. So if, if you pay the amount of money, so a yearly print subscription of Argau Zeitung costs uh, 540 Swiss francs, um, which is uh, quite uh, an amount of money. And I do understand that even if they just buy the printed um, edition and the e-paper edition for this money, that on our website, they don't want to pay um, something additional to have an ad-free experience. So that's that's one learning uh, we, we, we got out of it. But then, um, uh, as the user clicked on, okay, I want to buy um, uh, this option you're telling me, they all got on, on a page um, where uh, the whole thing was explained, like, okay, um, uh, for a certain amount per month, uh, you can access our pages uh, in, in, in ad-free uh, form. And um, uh, yeah, there, there was a big buy button. And if they clicked on the buy button, then we told the user, okay, you know what? This is actually just a test right now. Um, we, we just want to test um, how many people are actually interested in this kind of feature. And uh, if you want to, you can leave your email address and we contact you as soon as, uh, uh, as you put this feature online. It's actually so, great. Um, now to, to the actual number, um, of all the people who actually access this page explaining the whole thing and with the uh, big buy button, um, 4% actually um, uh, uh, were trying to buy it. So 4% of the people who got to the page that explained them uh, uh, what it's all about um, clicked on the buy button. And 20% uh, of those 4% uh, after reading this, hey, this is just a test, actually left their email address um, to, uh, to get informed as soon as we uh, have this as a product. And I have to say, I mean, there, there were two different ways to actually reach the page with the product. The one is, as I already said, if you arrive with an ad blocker, you have the option to actually say, um, yeah, I don't like ads and then see this page. And the other one was um, for people who read our pages a lot, um, we showed them actually ad banners for this uh, um, product as well. So in a sense, hey, you don't like ads, please click here. And um, a certain amount of people also came from, from this side, but um, just to compare it, we have around 11,500 people coming in from the ad blocker check uh, web page and only about 500 who came from um, uh, uh, web banners. So people actually were seeing um, advertising on our page and decided, oh yes, that's a product that sounds interesting to me. But that also kind of told us, okay, so people that are already seeing ads, um, they don't seem to feel that ads are, are a problem. Um, but um, of people that um, come with an ad blocker and are confronted with this hard choice of either whitelisting us or, or uh, uh, um, look for, um, get more information of this ad-free product, 99% um, actually clicked on the, yeah, give me more information of this ad-free product. And then in the end, like of all people that were on this information page, as I mentioned before, 4% clicked on the buy button. So that was um, part one of, of the test. It's a bit hard to explain if you don't see it um, graphically in front of us. So tell me if it's uh, too complicated to understand or if there's uh, something 
um, that you didn't understand until now. No, you're doing a great job, I think. Mark? Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I got it too, yeah. <laughs> All right. So then the second test, because when you were on this page where we explained to you um, what this is about and you clicked on the buy button, um, we, we put two prices in there. So two monthly prices to test how um, sensible are people on the actual pricing. So you could either buy it for two francs a month or for five francs a month. And um, this 4% that I told you before is actually a, um, an average of, of, of uh, two numbers. So 50% were shown the two francs offer and 50% were shown the five francs offer. The two francs offer the click-through rates um, to the buy button was 4.17%. And for five francs a month was 3.72%, which told us that the price sensibility is not that high. So if we would have to implement this offer right now, we probably would go for the five francs a month offer while losing a few users, um, the uh, amount of money you will make there is so much higher than two francs that it's still a better option to go for the five francs a month. Wow. So this is basically the experiment um, we, we have now. And uh, we were discussing, or right now we, we were um, discussing of how to implement it. And then suddenly came this article in the Wall Street Journal of Google actually planning uh, to make a really similar offer to all publishers, uh, which brings us to the problem, okay, what do we do now? Shall we actually implement what we tested here and create the product? Or um, shall we wait of what Google is actually offering so we don't risk implementing something now that in six months from now um, we have to rebuild to actually implement Google's thing? That's how, how much, do, do you know how much would it cost you to implement that? Right now, so the test we have here now, we um, thought about implementing it in a really simple way using Stripe as a, a, a payment method. It would cost us about everything developing and designing around 10 to 15,000 Swiss francs. So it's, okay. it's, not, it's, it's not a big investment, but the thing is, if you do this now and people get used to use this now and then in six months from now we decide okay we we need to implement uh, uh like this uh, google offer funding offer what's the name i think what was it because everybody else is using it then uh yeah you do, uh, we, we don't think we'll make our users happy if we first do this and then do that so um that's basically the current discussion we are having is um we implement um, what we tested right now, or do we wait and look um, how it works out with, uh, um, with with Google? And as you've seen from our ad blocking numbers, so it's not something that is very that is very urgent for us to do. We, we can have the discussion. Wait, Mark, did you read all about this uh, Google Chrome uh, announcement? I just read a bit about it, yeah, <coughs> and. I don't know what the numbers are of people using Chrome, but I think they're pretty high, aren't they? I'm, so I, I maybe maybe the, the number one uh, uh, web browser still now, right? I could actually give you the numbers we have, um, just to. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, please. I mean, I I don't know it um, by heart, but if you give me a second, uh, audience, where is it here? So I'm, I'm getting the numbers from um, Google Analytics and from May 2017. And here 
So we have mobile traffic and desktop traffic. And currently, Chrome is um, the number two browser with about 18%. What's number, What's number one? Safari with uh, 23%. But that's basically because of um, iOS and Switzerland is very much an I iOS country. So mobile traffic is mainly um, uh, Safari traffic. That's interesting because Europe tends to be mainly Android focused. Yeah. How about Germany, yeah. Mark? Yeah, as well. Uh, I mean, except uh, media companies and all the media guys and all the journalists, they are using they are using iOS. Um, but most of the people are using Android devices. And when you go through the cities, you definitely see mm -hmm. more Android devices than iOS devices. Just to, just to give so. a bit of uh, another information, I just Googled and Chrome is the most popular web browser like on the market. It has 50% uh, of the market. So uh, Chrome uh, like worldwide has 50% and the others share the other half. So mm -hmm. it uh, actually, it, it will be, uh, it will have a big impact uh, if uh, Google does this. And Javier, uh, do you know if uh, Google wants to share the revenue with the publisher, if the users pay for, it, for that? I mean, as far, I only know what I've read in the article. We didn't uh, talk to Google uh, about this and haven't been formally informed about this. But as far as I could tell from, from the Wall Street Journal article, yes, that's, uh, I think, the, their plan um, to, I mean, I, I don't know how high the share would be, but to actually share whatever um, earnings they would make there with the, with the actual publisher. We still have to have this talk in our, like, um... Uh, publishing house because um, we didn't get to this we just uh, still testing this soft ad block but we are testing like two different kinds one one is um, because we have this the, the biggest like news website uh, in, in Slovakia uh, where we show mm -hmm. like a, a decent uh, message uh, there is the uh, photo of the editor-in-chief asking that okay so ads make uh, a big percentage of our revenue please stop blocking them and we have this site which is like for younger people kind of like buzzfeed let's say and uh, there the, the the message is a little bit different it's like tends to be more funny we are using gifs and mm -hmm. uh, we see like higher uh, click-through rates and like more more conversions like people stopping the the ad blocking which which is nice what what's the message you give because that's something we, we discussed also internally i mean how you you want to be we, we you probably don't want to be or we didn't want to be overly dramatic and and say oh no we're everybody's dying because uh you have your ad blocker active um so so we, was, we really had some interesting discussions on how to ask our users uh, to, to disable um, uh, their ad blocker and also um, discuss on okay what will work for younger and older people and in the end we decided on what you currently see on our web page um, for me it would be very interesting how or what, what would you say is the, the difference in tone between uh, the two variants you just uh, mentioned so the one uh, we are using for the serious newspaper like new news website is yes. we say we, we came up with some facts so we said like uh, 
x percent of uh, uh, our revenue comes from ads please uh, stop blocking the second message was uh, like every hour we publish 14 new articles and this is made possible by ads because we pay like our our, our writers the third message mm-hmm. was uh daily we publish i don't know how many hundred articles and this is only available because of this and the fourth one was like people uh, read thousand articles per minute on our website and this is possible due to advertising so this was the, like the serious messaging uh, which uh, we were told or when when we looked at the industry standards then the the conversions were higher um, we got like to five percent on the the, the, the soft, soft um, you know people could still like click away and like just don't care yeah. and read on and so on the the, the funny ones were um, we we found some like really funny gifs like gifs sorry <laughs> i'm still not uh, <laughs> sure if it's a gif or a gif because everyone is using uh i'm i'm in gif <laughs> Okay, so I'd say we have I'd say we have a, a whole episode on how to pronounce GIF or GIF. <laughs> okay, we will definitely do that. And so uh, back to my point, uh, we had these GIFs, and there was always some like funny saying like, "Oh, hey, you uh, turn off the ads because we are run like powered by ads, or turn off the ads." And there was a little cat emoji uh, like uh, a little cat gif or or, or we, we put there a funny mem, meme which which was like circling around so we wanted to make it funnier okay. and we actually seen higher conversions than on, on the serious one but of course this was like um, younger people as well so what we didn't test but what i would uh, think would be very interesting to see what is the impact of um, a different tone on people actually disabling their uh, um, ad blockers or whitelisting um, your page on, on, on their ad blocker. I mean, we, we, we tested the different variants, as I said, like with the soft ad blocker test and the hard ad blocker test. But um, as, as you explained now, I, I, I thought for me I, that that would have been an interesting test to actually see if we use a different tone um, for the people. Uh, um, does, it make, does, does this make a difference? So if you're more, if you're funnier, will you have more people uh, whitelisting your page than if you're very serious, for example? What do you both? What do you both think? Is it really? I mean, David, you kind of tested it, but don't you think that you just um, get the users to put you on the whitelists uh, with with good content and? That's it, or do they really need this kind of bit of funny engagement things to to get them to do what you want? Not sure. What do you think, Javier? I don't. I don't know if it has to be funny, but but what I do think is you have to tell the user, hey, this is actually happening. So I think it's important for users to actually see, oh, it's not just I didn't just install a plugin, but if I'm really um regularly using these these websites um then yes it has an impact that i'm I'm using uh, this ad blocker here um as i haven't tested it so i, I can't tell you more about um 
uh, if it would have a bigger impact if you um, have a funnier or if you have a more serious tone with your users in regards of them um, uh, whitelisting you on their app locker. What I learned like last year when we did several texts, just just regular online texts, is that um, explaining the way you work and explaining why you do this and why you do that is ha has a really good impact on how the people think about you and your work. So I, I'd mm -hmm. say ex just explaining why why you need the ads and why you need the money uh, is is a good way. But you need to be like aware of that your website isn't full of like massive ads i've seen so many news websites which you start and the first thing you see is like a full screen ad and you you have to search like for a minute where to where to stop it and where, where to click it away and that's really hard but if you explain we need the, those little ads and we need like native advertising i, I think it could be a good way mm. to to tell them so Please you're saying that uninstall. education kind of in, in, in a way helps or would help? Right. I, I don't know if I would call it education, but or just education explanation. <laughs> yeah, explanation just or transparency again, like we had, uh, had last week. Transparency of your work and, and how things are done. I agree. I, I hope we are not too close to the end um, because there's, there's one, one part I really like to discuss with you both uh maybe you heard of and actually i'm sure you heard of the adblock plus like yes. top topic mm -hmm. and how they are or how they have like mafia-like structures or that's what actually some journalists are are telling about them so that they they sell ads and some companies pay for being whitelisted and uh, I, I think not, not just yeah. some companies, but Google. <laughs> yeah, Google, Microsoft, Microsoft yeah. And, and so on. Yeah. So actually, it's always the same. If there's one bad player, the whole like the whole rest of the of the players shine in a different light. But but what do you say? How do you how do you how do you what, what do you say about that topic about bad bad companies, <laughs> bad companies ruining ruining the game? For everyone else, I mean, bad companies is, is, is a big is a big work. But but if 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 you're just talking about AdBlock Plus, um, I think it's it's a pretty weird um, way. So first, um, kind of uh, uh, distributing your ad blocker and then actually um, selling ads through it. Um, so I can understand uh, uh, that some journalists or, or a lot of companies feel like this is some kind of extortion game they're playing there. And um, um, from my point of view, um, yeah, it, it is. It's it, it's not it's not a, a fair game they're playing there. Well, anything that is mafia like, like says it's it out loud that it cannot be good, right? So like if they're using mafia tactics or tricks or I mean, whatever. what does mafia? I mean, I've seen the the ad plus um, ad block plus guy at a conference. And they were saying like, yeah, you know, we have like this, um, uh, uh, they have their own team defining what are good ads and what are bad ads, and they're just selling good ads. Yeah, right, but it's still a bit weird that you actually distribute your uh, uh, your, your ad blocker and um, people expect, oh, now I installed an ad blocker, but then you still get some ads. And um, I mean, they say, yeah, you pay a certain price, but they say, look, if they're good or bad ads, 
I don't know if, if I want them to tell or, or to define what good or bad ads are. So, yeah. Um, and, and in the end, as a media company, you have to pay for it. And that's actually not what you want because you want to earn money and you don't want to pay yeah, exactly. any other company to decide um, that ads on your page are good or bad. So that's pretty exactly yeah. pretty stupid. I mean, um, I, I met uh, one, one of the women working here for AdPlus. Uh, at block at block plus in in germany at at a conference and they were they had a session actually it was a bar camp and they had a session about why why ads are good and why ad blocking is is important and um the very guy who wrote the blog articles about why Adblock Plus is a very bad company was there as well. And uh, almost at the same time he held a, a session about why Adblock Plus is bad. And they finally decided to have like a, a debate or this discussion and i think it was the the most visited uh, this, uh session on this whole bar camp it was very very nice but yeah, I'm, I'm i'm still not sure how to decide i mean i work for a public broadcaster and we actually don't have to worry about ads and about the funding like coming from advertisements but i actually i don't want to i don't want to hurt the money structures of my colleagues from the private media so but i'm still uh, um, I'm, I'm still surfing yeah. sorry i'm still surfing with with everything um disabled and, and the disconnect plugin but that's just because there are so many bad examples for advertisement and advert and adverts so that I, there are some websites i actually can't surf because everything is uh, everything is freezing and blinking mm. and yeah so i'm just, as i said I just, I, oh. I, I still think it is a, I mean, if a user uses an ad blocker, this is kind of a user requirement that's out there that you as a, as a publisher have to respect in some way. I mean, you don't have to like that the user um, uh, is using an ad blocker, but um, I mean, if, if users use ad blockers on your page, you have to ask yourself, so why are they doing it? And I mean, the decision on what kinds of ads, on what type of ads you run on your page, I'm sure is one that you have to, to make. And that's something that um, we did make um, very consciously. Um, and we, we, we really, um, it was a discussion um, on what um, ad formats we want to have and don't want to have on, on, on our um, page. So for example, you won't find any ads that kind of, um, uh block the whole page and as you said um mark i think was uh, was saying that yes that, that, that you have to uh, search for the close button somewhere so um that's that's a very conscious decision we we actually made to to also um um keep the quality of our page at a certain level and um i think as a publisher you you have to take um, um ad blockers serious not only in a way that oh um, I'm, I'm losing money there but also hey something seems to be wrong with the user experience uh, a lot of users are what uh, are, are making um, what when what can we do better um, to actually keep people from thinking that they need an ad blocker to uh, uh, consume our content okay a little a little utopia here wouldn't it be the best thing then if like any publisher or would come together so there was a big publisher conference or whatever and they decided to not use these big adverts these big banners <coughs> because if there are if there's, if there's still 20 big sites out there using these absolutely stupid ads 
uh, I, I'm still, I'm still but, available. But I think you, you forget something. So um, the, the internet is not only publishers. So people oh, yes. are not the people are not installing ad blockers just because of publishing websites and that's why i mean i do see from a certain point of view i do understand um google's move there to actually say hey um, i mean ad blockers is something that sooner or later will also be a big problem for us because they live off um selling ads and so um they they probably have the same thinking there so what can we do um, to actually keep more people from installing ad blockers. And one way to do this would be to, instead of sitting down and, and discussing with, with everybody on the internet uh, what, what are valid or what are non-valid or non-basive uh, uh, ad formats, they just um, sit down and define, okay, these and these and, and uh, this ad format is, uh, is not user-friendly, so we just block it. But... Um, as I'm saying this, um, I know um, it was decided. Um, what what is like like um, some kind of council? Um, I remember from 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 reading the article how they made uh, the decision on what ads are okay and what are not. But I don't remember exactly who made this decision. Wasn't wasn't it the IIAB, like the Internet Advertising Bureau? No, I, I think it wasn't the IAB. Um, I think what, one important part of this discussion is also, so who actually decides this? Who decides um, which ad format is okay and which is not okay? And um, while uh, Google says um, they're, uh, they're doing no evil, um, I still would like to have transparency and see um, how this uh, decision was made to support one uh, um, ad format and to not support another ad format. So, I mean, we, we don't know a lot, but um, transparency is something that I think um, will be very important so people actually accept or publishers, um, um, for example, accept uh, Google's decision on what to block and what not to block. I totally agree. And actually, we are a little bit over our time. But I, right. I, I I totally hate to uh, end this discussion because it's gotten so like, and I'm sure we could uh, talk about this for days because it's a uh, topic which is pretty relevant at the at the moment. Um, but thank you, Javier, for coming to the podcast. You gave us a whole lot of new informations and input and ways like to think about adblock and uh, online advertising so thank you for this thank you for back me again and yeah, uh, to very nice. all of you listening now we have a website which is checkyourfacts.eu us in european union so checkyourfacts.eu uh, you will find uh, the links to our social profiles you can follow us on we're quite active on twitter less so on facebook we'll maybe change it i can also follow us on instagram be sure to subscribe to this podcast on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts we have uh, the rss uh, link feed uh, in our twitter bio also on our website so the best way to keep in touch with us is uh, subscribe to this podcast one thing we always have to remember mark and we said it in the beginning and uh, i'd like to dedicate it of course to henrik please don't forget to always check your facts bye guys thank you bye bye, bye.